starts just get quiet. Good afternoon and welcome to another VSA Capital Technology and Transitional Energy podcast with myself, Phil Smith Analyst. And this week uh, joining me is David Scriven from our equity sales team. Andrew is away um in Cornwall enjoying his annual vacation but I'm delighted to have David with us this afternoon uh, David how are you doing very good thanks very much and it's a pleasure and I'll be kind of almost heading the same direction as Andrew soon because I'm going on holiday soon so you're going to be on your own sir anyway let's get to the point um so looking at the US the US CPI came in softer than expected. So the call was 4.8% versus an estimate of 5%. And that reversed sentiment created by the jobs numbers on the 5th of July. Now, naturally, Treasuries have had a rally, but I still think we get another rate hike this month. Now, we talked about it last time, but the KBW Bank Index, that's US Money Centre and Regionals, have, have consequentially had a nice move up, but they're still way off those February highs. Anyway, data to come today is PPI, and that's generally expected to be down versus prior figures. Now, in reality, we actually are still in a S&P 500 earnings recession, which started in the fourth quarter of 2022. And it's forecasted by analysts that end in the third quarter. Now, the upcoming second quarter is forecasted to be down 9%. So I have to look out for that upcoming uh, season. In my ETF analysis, which we've gone over in the past, uh, and particularly from last time when we were together, Phil, it's a little changed with the SOX looking to make a new 12-month high, battery value chain and uh, AI likewise. But I couldn't help but note that Elon Musk, who once said, with AR we are summoning the demon, is now starting an AI company called XAI to understand the universe. In other ETFs, clean tech continues to be in a bit of a downtrend. Now, as we were chatting last time, um, and in the same vein as that, when we did the podcast, I'm looking at investment opportunities which present turnaround upside, like the one we spoke about, which is Micron Technology. So today I'm thinking about Big Blue, IBM, the go-to name back in the day, Phil. Gosh, you know, when I was at uh, doing business studies, everybody wanted to be working for IBM after that. Um, but uh, things have changed. Anyway, the market is concerned on the risk to numbers from macroeconomic and mainframe cycle headwinds. But that being said, IBM has spun off the managed infrastructure business and now circa 70% of business is higher growth software and consulting businesses. Enterprises are expected to prioritize hybrid cloud and digital transformation initiatives. In addition to favorable consulting businesses, the software business is also well positioned with exposure to security and automation, open source, source and Kubernetes adoption with Red Hat and OpenShift. Now, what's an X? Generative AI is a potential game changer with meaningful upside. But while meaningful revenue may not occur until next year, the outlook for the future is compelling, with McKinsey saying that generative AI could add 4.4 trillion to the global economy. I note with interest that the CEO of IBM is a career technologist. Looking further ahead, IBM is well positioned in quantum computing. They're innovating ahead of most competitors as evidenced by scientific journal publications. 
Now, while facing these near-term headwinds, the stock trades about 13 times PE on 24 estimates, with peers 17. IBM is a dividend aristocrat, and so therefore with a 5% yield gives some weight comfort for tailwinds to overcome those headwinds. Well, there we are. That's a very nice summary, David, um, on the US. And uh, very interesting to hear about IBM. And um, it's the start of the US earnings reporting season for the second quarter and and carrying on um, on the theme of particularly of cloud services and infrastructure is uh, Oracle Corporation have reported um, and the ticker is OPRC, it's 314 billion market cap, but um, Oracle have enjoyed a very good run in their share price already. Um, you know, in terms of their cloud services business, it, it is smaller for sure than uh, the none of like some Microsoft, Google, and I'm not sure about IBM's, but anyway, it's, it's, it's smaller, but nonetheless, they reported their revenue uh, up 70% uh, year on over year for the quarter, up to 13.8 billion, um, and an income of 3.3 billion dollars uh, versus uh, 3.2 billion a quarter ago. But within this, uh, and quite eye-catching for me, was that the revenue from their cloud infrastructure uh, was 1.4 billion dollars, and that was up 76%. Um, on the quarter, so going really, really well there. Um, and this is in spite of, you know, probably some slowing business spend from peaks during COVID uh, on cloud services. And we saw a lot of the cloud services companies, um, you know, achieve record revenues during that period. Uh, but Oracle still going really, really well. Uh, and it also announced that um, during the quarter, a number of its cloud services have achieved approval by the U.S. defense and intelligence agencies. So um, some good news there in terms of, of what's happening in IT spend and, uh, and good news for Oracle, but more results to come. And we'll be reporting on those as we, we do our podcasts through July. So that's moving on from IT um, and into the auto market. And, and this is watching this very, very closely. Very firstly, there's automotive, a lot of exposure now for technology in terms of software and electronics into automotive, particularly into EVs as well as the as the uh, you know the mineral side um but also you know cars are a big ticket spend item and you know very interesting to see what's happening in the auto markets as we go through the economic cycle and see what's happening to consumer spending autos but certainly on the ev side um the figures from the ie the international atomic international energy authority sorry are expecting electric vehicles to go from 4% penetration overall market in 2020, achieving 14% of the overall market in 22, and they are expecting 18% of global sales to be from EVs. Now, is that being borne out by company results? Uh, BMW Group have just reported uh, their second quarter numbers, and they had uh, vehicle sales of 626,000. And their sales are up 11% more than a year ago. Uh, but within that, it's very interesting to see what has happened to EVs. And they had said that uh, in terms of pure battery EVs, they had more than doubled the sales from the uh, from these vehicles to 88,000 of that 626,000. So representing 14% of sales. And looking to Mercedes, who also had results, uh, for their second quarter, they're saying that they more than doubled 
uh, the number of battery electric vehicles sold to 56,300 units. Um, and that overall, they saw 6% uh, sales growth and that electric vehicles now account for 11% of their overall sales. So really interesting to see what's happening here is that that even in you know an auto market that is could be described as soft. I mean, it is increasing, but we've got to remember that the output was constrained uh, during the COVID period because of electronic shortages. What we are seeing here is some really strong growth now um, from electric vehicle sales. And we look forward to seeing Tesla's results. I think they're out um, next week, Tesla's second quarter, but certainly uh, their last sales figures show that the quarterly sales have grown to something like 460,000 units. Um, and they were, they'd been up really strongly. So let's see if that momentum is continuing. And what we've also got to remember is within this that we have seen pricing cuts um, from Tesla. So that will have helped its market share. But the message is here that quite clearly EV as a share now of the auto market is is increasing to become a you know, material proportion of it. So very important there for technology, technology spend in automotive. Now, continuing the theme um, of electrification, this is on batteries. And now we'll look at some of the UK results we've had. Um, Ilica, the uh, ticker is IKA, the market cap is 56 million pounds is a battery development battery technology development company based in the uk uh, and they are developing ultra small batteries uh at solid state these are solid state batteries um particularly for applications in the internet of things uh, and medical technologies which is where you need very very small uh, small batteries uh, but that are high powered uh, they just reported their results and they have said that um, they are progressing their relationship with uh, medtech company Certec, that's C-I-R-T-E-C, uh, and Certec produce uh, medical technologies including uh, implantable drug delivery systems, uh, cardiac rhythm management systems, ventricular assistant interventional devices. Um, and Ilica said that in the results, in terms of that relationship, that they've shipped first samples of their ultra small Stereo batteries uh, to Certec. Um, they're looking to finalize contract with them and technology transfer to Certec's medical facilities in the US. And I think they're looking to uh, undertake then uh, manufacturing in the US. Now, it's battery technology, it's early stage. Um, the company is burning cash uh, for the period they reported, uh, and this is Ilica. Um, they had revenue of, um, I'm just quite looking here, they made a loss of 7.3 million pounds, uh, most on grant income of 0.8 million pounds, uh, but they have 15, uh, 16 million of cash in a bank at the end of, uh, the, end of the period, uh, the year ending 30th of April. So slowly making, you know, slowly but surely making progress there for Liquor and it has cash in its balance sheet to, to keep it funded. Now moving on to the software space, um, company called One Spatial. Uh, this is uh, ticker is SPA, market cap is 55 million. Uh, and One Spatial is um, a location data specialist in terms of what its software. So what its software does is it takes you know big organizations be they transport companies utilities governments defense have um inventory in the ground be that pipes cables but inventory on the surface in terms of you know equipment 
located all over the place and it's really important to know what is located um, where so that particularly for things like infrastructure you can run it efficiently you can maintain it you can you can relocate it to meet to meet end demand but you need you know you need software um, software that's tracking where it is uh, and that's what their uh, what their software does uh, once spatial had to come out with a trading update and uh, they have said that they're making pro um, good progress particularly in the uh, US where they're looking to expand the relationships um, and they had secured uh, new sales there for their SaaS-based automated traffic planning solutions. In the States, they now have 18 US states of customers, which is really, really good progress. Uh, and one of their recent customer wins was a four-year contract with the Society Walloon de Yaux. My French is not very good, but basically it, it's a water company in Belgium. Oh, I should know that. Uh, and that was a contract for a value of 3 million euros. Now, the uh, what's quite interesting about One Spatial is just looking at its progress in terms of it's, it's been just steadily growing sales, growing its profits. Uh, it's trading on an EVNR multiple of 1.7, a P of 22 times falling to 18 times. And the shares are just, you know, growing nice and steadily so a good one uh, to look at and certainly a company that we've looked at before now a company that isn't making such good progress is aptitude software the ticket is apt market caps 160 million uh, and they had a trading update to the end of june um uh the company it's uh, it's They've got 120 clients, 25 countries. It's software. It goes into the banking, insurance, and media. Um, in terms of the software solutions, they are um, primarily in things like subscription management for media companies, uh, really important as media companies have been digitizing, um, but also in terms of uh, financial data analysis and for banking you know, for organizations such as Aviva, ING Bank, um, and their data is used in terms of accountancy, where you've got, you know, as they cite calculations, conversions, um, revenue allocations, everything needs to be consolidated for, for accounting. So that's what the software does. Uh, so across sort of, as I say, it's financial services and media. Um, they reported in the trading update that their annual recurring revenue grew annualized rate of 3% on a constant currency basis. And they said that their recurring revenue had moderated uh, as higher levels of churn experienced in 2022 uh, persisted into the first half of 23. Um, and they also announced today that their chief executive officer is going to be stepping down. So, not all good for aptitude software, but always with these stories, you want to be looking at them now where they're going through periods of difficulty and starting to monitor them and seeing how they progress and um, potentially come out of that. So, that's on the software side. And just quickly, uh, before I move on to engineering, IG says, just turning his page very slightly, um, Eagle Eye Solutions, David, you come across that report? No, I haven't. Right. Well, Eagle Eye Solutions, ticket is EYE, market cap's £146 million. Uh, they had a trading update to their junior end. And I've come across Eagle Eye before. It looks a really interesting company. Uh, and this is software that's used in marketing uh, for coupons, loyalties, apps, subscriptions, gift services. It basically is all about personalized marketing. 
Um, and they, they cross multiple channels, and it's between merchants, brands, and audiences, i.e. you and I, the customers, and, and it's a personalised experience, and it's aimed at interacting with you uh, and retaining you as a customer. Now, in these uh, tougher times where, you know, retail spend may be coming under pressure, it's all about customer loyalty and really keeping customers engaged. Uh, and they've just reported very strong performance uh, for the last 12 months period. And they said for year revenue, get this, the full year revenue is up from 31.7 million to 43.1 million. Uh, and of that growth of 36%, 29% is organic. Um, and within that, so 36% top line growth, the adjusted EBITDA grew by 32% from 6.5 million pounds to 8.6, and the closing net cash was up uh, from 3.6 million to 9.3 million. So a really good set of results. Um, and very interesting to see because it's software that's exposed to consumer consumer spend. Yeah, that's a bit of a wow. I think we need to have a look at all the sort of the other, uh, the metrics like what its valuation is looking like and uh, yeah. see how that uh, has evolved. Yeah, absolutely. But very interesting story there. So that uh, is Eagle Eye, and the ticker is EYE. Now we, you know, I kind of started off with um, transport, just quickly staying on that theme. This is a smaller one to expose the transport. This is Transcends Technology. TRT is a ticket. It's 14 million market cap. They had a uh, trading statement for the uh, their year in June, um, and this company I have met before a long, long time ago, but it's uh, Surface Acoustic Wave Technology. It's a sensor, type of sensor technology, it's hardware sensor, um, and their sensors are used to measure torque, temperature, pressure, and strain. Um, particularly well known for its um, specialist tyre monitoring technology, which is by uh, vehicle fleets. Um, and they saw their iTrack uh, segment, uh, which is uh, is licensed. That, yeah, this technology, iTrack, is licensed exclusively to Bridgestone Corporation. Uh, that uh, revenue from there, the royalty was ahead of management expectations, up by 41% to £1.5 million. Uh, and that's within revenue for their year, which increased by 35% to 3.5 million, line with market expectations. Uh, the company has cash of one million pounds. Um, and they also, I think, are now increasing at looking at new applications in aerospace, electric motors, and uh, and in drive. So it's, it's broadening out the technology applications. Um, seems to be performing. Uh, actually very well and, and has cash on the balance sheet. So that's Transense Technologies, TRT. And then the final one for me, um, and this is um, a company called Avingtrans. Ticket is AVG. And this is an engineering technology group. Um, and Avingtrans is, um, this is, they have, they're, they're quite exposed to the nuclear sector um from the Haywood Tyler business which is a specialist pumps business um uh, it's heavy heavy engineering I've met I used to um this big client of ours actually Haywood Tyler previously one of mine but anyway Haywood Tyler uh during their uh, so trading update for the year ending 31st of May they secured a 3.3 million order for uh Fosmark nuclear power station in Sweden supporting a life extension program there but this is 
delivered over 18 months of 3.3 million pounds after a 10 million pound order in 2019. Um, and they also said that they had a 1.6 million pound order from Polish nuclear power station. So this is quite, you know, nuclear power is now, of course, very, very much in focus um, in Europe. Uh, and and if you want to say exposure to set, Haywood Tyler uh, supply specialist pumps. And I also know that they are authorized to supply pumps to nuclear power stations in the US as well. So this is part of Hayward Tyler, part of having trans. So that was uh, that was very good news for them. Um, but also, having trans have invested in as an engineering technology company, a company called Adaptics, and I have met with Adaptics before. And this is very specialised X-ray detection technology. It's quite a diverse business, having uh, trans, uh, and they have 3D X-ray technology and uh, 28 patents within it. Um, They'd originally invested in um, in Adaptics, having trans in October 21, uh, and they are now proposing to, um, I think, buy out the proportion of shares that they don't own in Adaptics. And it's saying that, uh, yeah, here we are, having trans has now submitted a proposal um, on to uh, conditionally acquire to acquire the remaining issues share capital of Adaptics. So they own about 660,000 shares in Adaptics and uh, 3.7 million in total uh, shares in that company. It's a private company. So um, have a look at having trans. It's quite a diverse business, um, but looks to be performing uh, very well. And just, you know, wrapping up on what they said, in their trading update says momentum from full year to from FY 2023 has continued into FY 2024. I'll be fiscal. The current order book has continued to strengthen, leaving us with a record order book for this time of year. So there we are. That is having trans. Um, and that uh sorry, there's not a lot of news this week, but that does conclude things for the Tech and Trans podcast. Uh, with US results starting to come through, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to talk about next week. And David, it's been a pleasure having you on our podcast. Absolute pleasure. And you actually jogged my memory because on my last spec, we'd noted that um, for Tesla, their Shanghai plant had seen 20% year over year increase in deliveries. So We'll have a look out for Tesla in, in, in the days ahead. And uh, thanks very much for your wise thoughts. And uh, thank you. Okay. Well, look forward to chatting again next week. As always, if you've got any subjects that you'd like us to discuss or you think we've missed anything from this week, then please feel free to get in touch. We'd be delighted to hear from you. And uh, we'll be talking again next week. Thank you.